Praise the Lord. Um, just a brief idea I wanted to share, and then we're going to pray today. Did I say we're living different? Because it's true. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 11. I'm continuing the idea I started last week, considerings and reasonings. Uh, this has been a very personal word for me. And uh, <clears throat> we're, we're staying in this neighborhood. And I think the Lord has something that he wants to share with his people. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 11 and then also Hebrews 11 verse number 19. It says, and by faith... Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. She considered him faithful who had made the promise. Verse number 19, he, Abraham, reasoned that God from even raised the dead and, in, in, and so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. And uh, the, the thing I was emphasizing last week, just by way of review, uh, it says that Sarah, Sarah considered him faithful who made the promise. And Abraham reasoned that God could raise uh, his son from the dead. And uh, both of them, both Sarah and Abraham, they uh, got exactly according to their considerings and according to their reasonings. Considerings and reasonings is new English for some of you. Welcome to Sunday morning afternoon at Beza Church. We play with the English language. Actually, we play in Amharic language to every language we play. But the idea is that this considering and reasoning, it's another angle of faith. And I found it to be the most important thing about our engagement with God. We will be no greater than our reasonings and considerings. And uh, they considered in a certain way and they received accordingly. And we are also today going to graduate in our reasonings and considerings. And God will help us in Jesus' name. Um, we saw um, how faith is mobile last week. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That means if it comes, it can also go. Faith is mobile. It can come and go. It's not a matter of whether or not we have a little bit or a lot of bit eh, of faith. Faith is something that we either have or don't have. Uh, it's kind of like classroom attendance. I've, I didn't go to school here in Ethiopia. But do you have attendance at the beginning of class where you have to raise your hand or say your name and then you say yes or present or here? Yeah? Okay, so if you are here, you don't say, there's no, a little bit here. Uh, you are either fully here or you are fully not here. There is no, and faith is the same way. We are either in faith or no faith. That's why a little bit is more than enough. Uh, Jesus said, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, that's more than enough because it's not about the amount. It's about whether or not it's here or not. Amen. And they were enabled. Hallelujah. Sarah was enabled to have a child, even though she was past the childbearing age, because she considered him faithful. I like that. And so I want to just talk about some of these things today, just dig, dig around and uh, play with this idea because I feel that the Lord is on this. I think there's something, that, uh, there, there's something here that the Lord is trying to, to pull, uh, pull out. We have been reading as a pastoral team this book called Emotional Healthy Spirituality. 
Uh, it's a book that was written by a pastor who experienced burnout and then he told his story and how God healed and restored him. And I think it's important because if you're not careful, pastoral ministry is a very crazy ministry. Don't do this ministry unless God speaks to you to do it. Let me just from my ex, uh, experience, do not touch it mm? unless God, I know we love God, everybody, but don't do this unless God has really, I mean, angel Gabriel come down eh, and speak to you personally with all of the heavens filled with angels singing to confirm your calling. Be, because there's sometimes you, you are in situations that only the grace of God can pull you out of. All right. So that's just personal. Okay. If you're considering to want to be, be, if this looks glamorous to you, think again, make sure you heard from God. Okay. But one of the things that he talked about in his book, and I think it's a fabulous book and I recommend it, but he was discussing, and also I was engaging with some other material, and they were discussing this thing of, of emotions are, are actually uh, God-given tools to express uh, realities that need expression. And don't deny your emotions. Sometimes we feel like if we hold on to our emotions and don't release them, that that we're doing the right thing because too much emotion and we could lead to sin. So give full vent to your emotions type of thing. That God uses the emotions. It's how we engage, engage with, with the Lord. And I do believe that there is a measure of truth to that. I do think that God gave us emotions for a reason. And emotions are, are helpful uh, in our lives, in our spiritual lives. But I would, if I could add a, an amendment or another and I heard other people say, you know, like David showed emotions, you know, David, David was the full gamut. He was full of praise and hallelujah on this side. And then if you read the Psalms, there were other things. There were other things like Psalm 134, because of your great love and mercy for me, destroy my enemies. I mean, I've been there before, you know, uh, and, and blot them out because of your great and unfailing love. So David was adding the faithfulness of God to his personal vendetta, you know, and that's a beautiful place to be sometimes when you get revengeful on people and you include the Lord in your drama. Uh, all right. And, and I think so emotions are important, but I think they can be dangerous at some times because your emotions can be a great blessing and they can do a lot of damage at the same time. And so I would suggest and I would add maybe just a, and they did mention he did mention this a little bit in his book and this other person also. Um, uh, I would add an amendment that we need to allow our emotions to align with the truth of God. And be expressions for the truth of God. And instead of just venting them and letting them. Because they'll go anywhere. Depending on whatever the flavor of the month is. Right? And he, they used the example of like Jesus was so full of emotion in the garden of Gethsemane. That he was praying so hard that his sweat turned to, to blood. And, and yes, I understand Jesus was in deeply distressed and full of anguish. The night before uh, he, was, he, was, he was betrayed and was to be crucified. And I can understand uh, why Jesus would be like that because he was paying the price for our sin. But your drama is not on any level in anywhere comparable to Jesus' drama because you are not pay paying the price for the sins of the world. If you are, please meet me at the Connection Center after I want to meet you. All right. So it's a little bit different. His weight that he's carrying and his assignment is different from your assignment. And I would like to just interject that also David... Uh, he did not have the benefit of being a new covenant believer. 
We are benefactors of something that David saw prophetically but did not embrace. All right? What has been deposited into our account was not deposited into David's account. Because we have this special deposit called the blood of Jesus. Mm. We have the empty tomb. We have the resurrected Savior. We have the gift of the Holy Spirit living in us. He didn't have that. And so I think when we engage, we, we, we have to engage with our issues as if we are people who have benefited from this great covenant that we are living in, this dispensation, this air that we breathe, it's very different. And even see that's the language of the New Testament is actually different. There's, 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 it's not quite the same. Uh, Third John, two brothers, I pray you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Uh, we have this thing called the prosperity of the soul in the new king, in the new covenant. Say prosperity of the soul. First Thessalonians 5, 16. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Always give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Romans 14, 17. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. All right. So, so we, we, see, uh, we don't see as much of uh, David's uh, uh, dramatic poetry so much in the, in, the new, in the new covenant. Although we do have people going through drama. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just being mindful of this deposit that we have. It's a game changer. Mm. Stephen was being stoned. Eh? And he did not say, blot out my enemies because of your great love for us. He said, do not hold this sin against them. Father, I give to you my spirit. You see, uh, Paul and Silas, they were thrown in prison in the inner room. Uh, and, and they were doing this having obeyed the Lord and serving the Lord, uh, gone to Philippi to preach the gospel. And they did not write, blot out my enemies for your great mercy's sake. At midnight, they began to sing praises unto God. They knew something. They had access to something that maybe David didn't have. Mm -hmm. Paul, uh, Peter in Acts chapter 12, he was thrown in prison. And he was thrown in prison with intention to kill him the next day like they had done with the other leader of the church, James. Herod saw that the execution of James pleased the Jews so much, he arrested Peter with the purpose of executing him the next day. And Peter, the night before he was uh, uh, preparing to be killed, he was not even sweating great drops of blood. He was actually sleeping between the guards that were guarding him. I think he had a... And Jesus was not sleeping because Jesus was the one paying the price. And Peter was not afraid because he was only about to experience physical death. He was not about to experience physical, spiritual, soulish death like Jesus did. Jesus actually experienced separation from the Father for a moment, which is actually a small picture of hell. Hell is not only fire and brimstone. Hell is separation from the presence of God forever. That's what hell is. It means God is nowhere to be seen. Peter did not have that experience. He knew that whether he's alive on this side or the other side, God is with me. I think I will take a rest on the day before my execution. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. We have access to different material as new covenant believers hallelujah praise the lord we are dealing with a finished work we are finished we are dealing with the blood of jesus we are dealing with the resurrected savior now thanks be to god who always leads us in triumphant procession in christ jesus 
Hallelujah. Who everywhere spreads the fragrance of him through us who are being saved. Can we say amen or something? Amen. Hallelujah. It's good to be saved. Uh, I like what we were singing earlier. I just like the simple gospel. If the simple gospel doesn't help you, nothing really will. The simple gospel works. So, so I'm not suggesting that we, we fake it, you know, like going through all kinds of mess. And then we come to church and, you know, hallelujah, praise the Lord, kikiki, you know, how we do. Uh, uh, that's hypocrisy. But what I am suggesting is we take the power of this new covenant, the truths that we hold dear, and we inject those into our considering and reasonings and see what comes out naturally. Just like when I was in the, the, the doctor and they gave me an injection. Eh? After I was injected, I did not try to fix myself. I just let the injection do the work itself. I don't know what it is. I don't know how it works. I trust the doctors. They're not going to kill me. All right. And, and it, it somehow did like the, the, the pain is in my head. I get shot in the arm and somehow it makes its way to my head and I, I, I feel better. I leave that to them. The pain was actually in my kidney. They gave me the shot in my arm. They should have given me the, if I was me, you, 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 I was not grabbing my arm. I was grabbing somewhere around here. You see? You all are not feeling me today. Huh? But somehow, if you just receive the goods that they're giving you, it will make its way through and get to what needs to be. And, and I felt after about half hour, it worked. I feel just fine. Mm-hmm. Turn to your neighbor and say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. The, the deposit, the deposit as new covenant believers, it's a big deposit. If I could just remind you, this deposit, can I remind you? Yeah. First of all, we've been translated from darkness to light. Not maybe, or let's think about it, we have been. Secondly, if any man be in Christ, he's new creation, new creature. In fact, the, the, the original language doesn't say he is a. It just says, if any man be in Christ, new creation. Aratnatib. Come on, somebody. I like that. Don't waste those extra words. Just go straight to the, <laughs> you, know, you know, the main course. Eh? The Bible says, all right, that, that uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 6, test yourself, 2 Corinthians 13, 6, test yourselves to see whether or not you are in the faith. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus himself lives in you? Yeah. All right. Feeling good? How about this one? The same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. It lives in heaven. No, it doesn't say that. It says it lives in, in you. He's right in here some, somewhere. You are carrying some powerful goods. And don't let anyone deceive you. Now, now uh, it's important for us to engage with this truth because it's, it's truth. It's there. It's in there somewhere. I know you don't look like it, but it's there. Trust me. Okay? Transformation is happening. Power. I mean, there is more power in you than any nuclear. Uh, it comes out better in Amarinya. When I started saying nuclear, everyone said amen. I have to really struggle with the words. Uh, there is no nuclear bomb that can equate with the power that God has deposited inside of, of the believer. There is a, a lot of strength and power inside, inside of you. Amen? Uh, but but uh, we have to engage with this through our considerings and our reasonings. Uh, Hebrews, you know, the blood of Jesus, it's, it's not sent 
to our contract to go to heaven someday. The blood of Jesus is not sent to our family or our house. The blood of Jesus has been sent to our conscience. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 19, it says, Therefore, since we have such a great high priest who has gone into the heavens, therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body, let us draw near to God in full assurance of faith. Yeah? Having our conscience sprinkled from a, a guilty conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Did you see that? It says that having our conscience sprinkled with, with, with the blood of Jesus to cleanse us from a guilty conscience. I like that. Hebrews 9.14, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled on those who are ceremonially unclean. I'm not smart. I just know this because I have to use it all the time. Eh? Sprinkled on a heifer of those who are ceremonially unclean. Eh? Uh, they clean them outwardly. If they clean them outwardly, how much more with the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death so that we might serve the living God. This tells me that the blood of Jesus is on assignment to my conscience. Another word for conscience is considerings and reasonings. Apply the medicine and watch what happens naturally. Hallelujah. Transformation happens as we process. See, we are saved, but you are not transformed by being saved. You are transformed by the renewing of your mind. And this covenant that God has provided for us, it finds life when it is applied to the conscience. When we start thinking differently in light of this finished work, the deposit that David wished he had access to, but we now fully have access to. And when our mind is transformed, we are enabled to do what is normally not possible. Amen? Can we say amen? amen? Praise the Lord. So the righteous live by faith. We don't see it, but it's there. Now, I am not suggesting. Oh, yeah. Emotions. Emotions don't come from the air. Eh? Emotions don't come from what we're going through. Emotions actually come from our reasonings and considerings. Mm? So, so we can be going through like Paul and Silas, but if our, it does not necessarily mean that our considerings have to be going through what we're going through. We can be somewhere physically and somewhere completely different in our considerings and reasonings. And that's the power of the blood of Jesus in our life. It helps us to process everything differently. And I'm not suggesting that Pastor Z is the master of this, eh? but I am suggesting that I'm a, no, a lot better at this than I was before. And I'm getting better all the time. See, I know what it's like to be flat on my back with so much drama, I can't breathe anymore. Right? And, and, the, and, and, and I'm, do, I'm talking like from experience. Like I've been flat, flat, flat. Slachu flat. Like finished. Call, call the, the, the coroner. Do the autopsy. Pastor Z is finished. Yeah. Now, life is, is just like that sometimes. If you've been there, say M.A. Someone just said, Pastor, he just started preaching right now. No, I didn't. I've been preaching for a long time. All right. Now, now, when I'm down like this, from experience, I have found when I'm down and out for the count, and I start doing like what David did, eh, for the sake of your great mercy, destroy my enemies. I have found that complaining about my condition, it doesn't help me that much. In fact, if anything, I have found that it makes matters worse. I dig the hole even deeper. I want to go about, come out and I hate it so much that I talk about it all the time. And talking about it all the time only makes it bigger and louder and makes me more and more stuck in it. From experience. Church, I'm talking from experience. 
And then, and then I'm in this, and I'm still a pastor. Someone comes in for counseling, and they say, I say, what's the problem? They start telling me their drama, and I start going down even deeper with them. And now we all need some help. Hmm? And so after a lot of trial and error, <laughs> I have found that if I find myself here, instead of talking the problem, if I start talking the blood of Jesus... If I start talking that, behold, I make a new covenant with you, that's not the covenant that I made with your forefathers. That from this place, eh, I can start to go somewhere differently in my considerings and reasonings. Where I talk about that, wait a minute, there's a resurrection power. Wait a minute, there is a risen Savior. Wait a minute, there is a promise of a God who said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And when I start this, now let me be honest with you. When I start talking like this down here, I don't feel anything at first. In fact, nothing changes at first. But when you stay on the promise of God, when you repeat the promise of God, when you worship the Lord, whether you feel like it or not, where you force yourself to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, slowly, somehow, something starts to stir on the inside. When you get together actually with your fellow brothers and sisters and start praying together. It does not happen initially, but you stay there after a while and you start to feel, you start to feel the victory of God. The prosperity of your soul start to arise. Hallelujah. And you feel the joy of the Lord coming back from the place where it was hiding. Mm. Hallelujah. And then you start to get enabled. Um, you know, because the power of God is already in there. Uh, if you've ever ordered tea or coffee here in Ethiopia, at some restaurants, they put the sugar in ahead of time with the tea. You know what I'm talking about? Not, not all the restaurants, but some of them you ask for tea and without asking, they put the sugar in it. And, and um, when you drink the tea, it doesn't taste like tea. It tastes like dirty water, hot, dirty water. Okay, and they tell you, eh, eh? Uh, or stir that thing up. Mm? Here's your spoon, it's already in there, stir it up. And because when you stir it up, the, the sugar that was in there, it comes alive. And it fills the whole tea, and now it's a proper tea. It graduates from dirty water to beautiful tea. Adishai. Come on, somebody. Eh? I just did free advertising. Mm? <laughs> The, the sugar was already there the whole time. It just wasn't stirred up. It needed to be stirred up. And I would like to suggest to you that the same power that raised Christ from the dead is already in there. But it doesn't taste like it because it's not stirred up. I believe it was Paul who told Timothy, stir up the gift of God that is in you through the working of your, uh, when the, they lay, the elders laid hands on you. It's because you can have a gift. There's a difference between the gift and the gift stirred up. And I believe that when you engage with the promises of God, actually I found my weaknesses and I actually in my tabernacle prayer, I write down everything that the enemy throws at me. Eh? And I write on there what the Lord says about what the enemy says about me. And every time when I find myself slipping, there is the promise of God. Because this stuff isn't for religion, this stuff is for life. That's the first thing that happened to uh, Abba when he got healed from his leukemia. He just realized that he was a religious person his whole life. Eh? And he realized that Jesus said, John 10, 10, I came to give you life. And that was what the word that, that, that raised him from his sickness. Are you following what I'm saying? So this is very important for all of us. Inject your, engage yourself in your considerings. 
with the promise of God. Engage yourself. Uh, Revelation chapter 12 and verse 10, it says, uh, Now have come the salvation, the power, and the kingdom of our God. For the accuser of the brethren, who accuses them before God day and night, has been hurled down. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Last week I told you that faith comes by hearing, but faith stays by speaking. Right? The devil is an accuser, which means he is sending a message to you. The name Satan means accuser. We are being accused even now. There's two words that's coming to all of us right now. There is accusation and then there's the word of the Lord. Yeah? Faith comes by hearing. Yeah? The accusation also comes by hearing. So both words are coming at the same time. But only one is staying. The one that we give voice to. All right. The, 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 the menu has two options today. And we choose which one we are going to agree with. And the one we choose to agree with will stay. The Bible says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Hallelujah. And so today the command comes to somebody in Jesus' name. I'm not talking to your condition to change it. I'm talking to your reasonings and considering. May you prosper in your soul today. If you don't have a, if you don't have a habit of taking the promise of God and putting it before you regularly. And declaring over yourself regularly. Eh? Please begin now because it's that word that will get you through any drama, any situation. We are alive today, not because we've not been through. We are alive today because God enabled us to do what we could not do. How many of you have heard the testimony about my car? How many have not heard the testimony about my car? God bless you all. You're in for a special Sunday today. Hallelujah. One day we did not have a car. And we needed a car. I was a youth pastor in Washington, D.C., preaching fire, preaching faith. And everyone gets so excited with my preaching. And then after service, I would have to ask my own kids for a ride home with my wife and my baby. My wife used to work at Starbucks. And my kids actually had a schedule of picking her up and dropping her off. I mean, when you're the youth pastor... That needs some doctoring and medicine. Amen, amen. So, so one day, I found myself waking up in the morning just feeling that same old, here we go again. But then the Spirit of God in me, and the sugar starts to stir in me. Come on, somebody. And the sugar stirred to the point that I went into the kitchen. And I picked up the plate from the kitchen. Don't mess with me now. And I began to drive a plate around the house in Jesus' name, complete with stopping at the stoplight. Because faith is the evidence of things hoped for. Eh? The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. I drove the plate and stopped at a stoplight as if there was a real stoplight in the living room. My wife was laughing at me. I went then parked the plate in the kitchen. And I walked out of the house on my number 11 bus. And I came back in the afternoon. My wife was looking at me with her mouth open and almost falling out under the power of God. Because of the, the, the glory, you understand? <laughs> and I said, what happened? And she said, you're not going to believe what happened. Eh? As soon as you left, somebody called. Her name is Ainalem. And she said, God just spoke to me. Do you guys need a car? And she said, oh my God, yes, we need a car. And, and, and she said, hallelujah, I knew that God was speaking to me. I'll bring the car this afternoon. And so in the morning church, now if you've heard this before, uh, Jeremy, this is the testimony that we built this church on. Mm -hmm. This is the reason why we are here. <laughs> uh, 
That afternoon we had a car. 1987 Honda Civic, silver on silver on silver on silver. Uh, Q, you remember that car? It, it wasn't the best car, but it was a car. It was one of those cars that when you open the door, you have to use your foot to, you know, <laughs> to help you. And when you start the engine, it, 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 it thinks like it's trying to join the choir. And with the soprano, you know, hey, but it's a car, it's a car, okay? And so in the morning, I was driving a plate. In the same day, I was driving a car and I took my family for a drive and we went to a real stoplight. Stopped at a real stoplight. And so, and so, see, I did not have a car, but I had a stirring inside that God is somehow faithful, all right? And when God is faithful, some of you need to get a revelation. Somebody came as a guest one time and heard this. This is the message, by the way, I preach every Sunday. Someone came as a guest, heard this testimony, went home and drove his plate and the same week got a car. And he, 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 he came as a guest. You all have been hearing this, this word for years. No faith. This is not like stand-up comedy. This is something of stirring up. Eh? Now, now, maybe you don't need a car like I needed a car, but whatever it is you need, you need from the Lord. The Bible says, the Bible says that Sarah was enabled to have a child because she considered him faithful. What are we considering today? I am calling for a revival to our considerings, a revival to our reasonings, a revival to our faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I want everybody to take assignment home, whatever your drama is, whatever. Sometimes it can be just one phone call that comes and mess you up completely. All right. And you are now full of depression and anxiety. We've all been there. I would like to encourage you that whatever record has been on your playlist, let's reprogram the playlist today with the promise of God, with the goodness of God, with the faithfulness of God. May you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. There is no prosperity in anything without your soul prospering. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus is all the ammunition you need. Is all the response you need. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise today, Father God. We give you praise and glory today. There is none like you in heaven and on earth. Father God, you are a good God. You've deposited good things inside of us. Today we stir it up, Father God. Today we engage with the finished work. Hallelujah. Today we engage with the fact that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. That you have crowned us with blessing, Father God. You have already done more than enough, Father God. We thank you today. We give you praise today. We rejoice in your goodness. We rejoice in your faithfulness. Somebody's going through today, Father God. May they find a weapon in the finished work of Jesus Christ to bless those that curse them, to rejoice in all things at all times because you are a good God. You are a faithful God. There is no one like you in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Praise the Lord. God is good. I ask everybody to stand. want us to do something before we leave today they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony
I would like us just to lift a praise unto God for everything that he, I know maybe somebody is going through. Let your response not be, you know, the tendency when you get hit is to fight back or to complain uh, or to just get embittered. Let's respond to every drama in our life, every drama in the nation with a praise. Hallelujah. A praise that reminds us of who we are and reminds the devil of where he belongs. Hallelujah. Just lift your voice right now and shout unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. At midnight, they sang praises unto God. Hallelujah. You are worthy today. You are worthy today. There is a blood that was shed today. Hallelujah. There is none like you, Father God. There is none like you, Father God. Take the glory today. Take the praise today. Be high and lifted up in our own souls today. We lift you high above every drama, every challenge, every opposition, Father God. There is none like you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah forever, Father God. May this be our language. May this be our culture. May this be our response to every accusation that the devil throws our way. May you be glorified in Jesus' name. I want to ask Emma just to come and pray for us. Do the benediction.